0: Welcome to another powerful teaching from Dr. Todd J. Puyo, pastor of One Accord Church. Stuff tonight. Turn to your neighbors to this grown folk food tonight. Just tell us this. If you need a strainer, if you need somebody to mash it up for you in trouble tonight, because you're going to have to use a knife and a fork and, you know, come on now. Hallelujah. All right, so here here are categories. So what is the will of God that I have to prove? (laughs) Prove it in a good way. Prove it in an acceptable way. In a perfect, mature, or complete way. All right? Uh, Whatever his will is, not yours. Every day that you entertain you, I guarantee you, unless you come off of that path and that track, you will entertain your will and so it doesn't hurt at all to put a poster board up somewhere in your house that just says today will I will will I live the will of the master or will I live my own and come down here and put the date if you got one of those dry erase markers and one of those boards come down and put a big square and put that date in there and and every time you notice that you're in the flesh Just go back and write in that square, I seem to be losing the battle today. Looks as if I'm living my will. You read that enough times, you should be personally embarrassed. This relationship comes down between you and God, not you and folk. No one is stopping your walk with God. No one is hurting your walk with God. No one is keeping you from being focused. No one is stopping you from. I could serve God if I didn't have to deal with. No, what you're trying to say is I could serve God if I would leave my flesh alone. I could. I could. You know what? I'm going to tell you what. Pastor has a good word. I could really deal with that word if I didn't have to deal with so and so. No, don't, don't blame so and so. Because in order to even go to them, you have to go to your flesh first. This is good stuff. But yet and still, you want God to bypass all of that to hand you what's yours by covenant. But you won't bypass all of that to hand your sister or brother what's through them by way of covenant. Oh, I'm not talking about you all individually. This, You know, my message goes all across the world. I appreciate your heart. When I see you smile, I can almost say that's not who I'm talking to. Because I, I, I know I know that it's stinging a little bit here, here unless your name is called. If it's stinging, it's meant for you. This this is God trying to reach out to you. Well, he doesn't have to say. I'm tired of people telling me how I have to teach too. I've been at this a long time. I'm gonna teach you what's right. Get out of the presentation and get into the reception. The issue is how you receive it. It's not how I present it. Pudding is pudding. But everybody don't like the flavors. Got the revelation? All right. I I tell them all the time, with my granddaughter, I said, there's certain food she's not going to like. Because our taste buds are the same. It's almost like they don't listen. And they went and got them peas out. I could have told them where that was going. The legacy of peas is I used to give whippings because I wouldn't eat them. So that meant that that, that there's no love there. There still ain't no love. When I got grown, I kept my word and never put a pea on my plate. But now wait a minute. That doesn't mean peas don't have revelation. It doesn't mean that they don't have something good. And there are a lot of people that get it. I just ain't got it. Did, did you get the revelation of what I'm saying? All right, when she made enough faces, they explained to me. They had never seen her make faces like this before. And she and she pushed it back and 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 she wouldn't talk to anybody. I said, Oh, that's that's me. So I'm saying. You know, we have to say, what happened? Then we have to go research what the peas offer. Find that in something that she can handle. Because the issue is in the reception, not the presentation. And we found something else that offered the same thing. We went to that, and mm, she ate it up. And we have fulfilled our responsibility. Well, when I was growing up, I know. I was there. You ate what was ever cooked. And if you wanted dinner, you ate what was What happened if you didn't eat it? Went to bed what? Hungry. OK, see, the good of your ministry is that you get to get you get to get fed good stuff. And, and when I see you struggling, I will do my research and I find out how to get what you're supposed to get out of that in something else. And I feed you that. But here's the truth of the matter. If you ever start to take that for granted or live in such a way that you can't appreciate that then I, as a good parental leader, should figure that out and then say, eat it or go to bed hungry. And too many nights hungry (laughs) will change. Anybody got the revelation? God has an amazing way of putting things out there, doesn't he? Okay, so, <laughs> all right. Now go to verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me, this is Paul still speak to the church at Rome, to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But to think what? Soberly, cautiously, smartly, strategically. Get a hold of your mind. There's too many serious things going on that for years you will talk, have nothing to do with you, and will not come to your home. But I'm here to tell you tonight that you've got to be strategic in every thought. And you've got to be more sober than you've ever been. Because what's going on today is going to come home soon. And you need a plan. I'm not teaching anything to frighten you. I'm preparing you. I heard him rehearse again today on the news and talk about how we have a, a, a country that's our rival. That understands already how to hit all of our utility companies in all 50 states. And if they hit it, you're down for three weeks minimum. No communication, no power, no nothing. I just go to the grocery store, no, you won't. I'll just do this, you ain't gonna do nothing. Because you're not prepared. You've been silly every day. Instead of being strategic. And I'm thinking, you are not listening. And what's going to happen is those of us who do and we prep ourselves according to the word of God, you know what other people are going to do? Hey, can I have some of your oil? But see, if you haven't been the word, you won't be bold enough to say like those who made it said, no, you know where to go to get it. You're a mean, mean Grinch. You're a mean Christian. No, I'm not. I'm holy. Why let your light burn and mine go out? That means I'm a horrible steward. It's good stuff. All right? So, be watchful. Search for clarity when the word is coming for. Be careful. Be strategic. Stop getting up in the morning and just living through responding. I just, the Lord said, you just blessed a whole group of people there. You, you know how that is. You get up in the morning and, and you, the first thing you do is waiting to see what your, where did your challenge land. You were worrying about it the previous night. Where did it land? Who do I have to deal with? Search it in your mind to find something you can worry about can't yeah, rejuvenate your system by worrying. Faith is your charge. You get your plans out and you get your vision out and you go and you oppose the enemy in the whole day with your faith. And it starts off with your mouth. Phone rings. Oh, I hope this ain't. I tell you, I don't feel like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Start that thing off right. Look at it and say, Bless God, I got the wisdom of God. Now I'll choose whether I want to do any warfare with this person or not. I choose to be warfare free today. I'm a walk in victory. I got that. Sing the song if you have to spell the word out. I got that. I got that. You know what I'm saying? If you get your dance song. I got that. If you got anybody else in the house who knows how to dance, say, you remember the dance, stuff? Uh, I got that. And you go right back into your dance. And, and set the atmosphere because you have a host of spiritual informants and informers and enablers waiting for their sound. If you speak unbelief, then every foul spirit says that's our signal. If you speak faith and you go into praise and go into glorifying the Lord, then every angel says, that's our sound. And the angels bring the blessings and foul spirits bring the issues. Which one do you want coming to you? Set the environment. That's something I'm big on in my home. If I come through the door, I got kids right in that room back there. I tell you, If I come through that door and I hear people raising their voice, I just stopped. What's wrong, Pops? Nah, this ain't my place. I don't pay no bills around here for that, and I don't care who it is. It, it, it can be it can be the the the, the one who thinks they in charge, and if that voice too high, I said, you got to bring that down right now. But not, nah, no, the set man said, bring it down now. Why? I want to hear that. Why? Because that's an opening for the own spirits to seek access to a home that I've spoken a defense around. All right. See now when you get in the flesh, if you married, the first thing you're going to do is get offended. mm no, oh, he' talking about tone it down, bring it down. Okay, I tell you what, you win. Keep it up there. Oh my goodness, can you uh, pray about this? And and we facing this. And, no, I don't. I don't know you. What? Well, wait, wait a minute. We need help. No, no, you need help. Because what I've done is, you want to live in the flesh. I've stepped over here into the kingdom. I'm going to let you live in the flesh on your own. This is good stuff. I'm, 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 I'm trying to teach you how to hold your environment drama free. Don't let the enemy have access. Don't let unbelief come up in your thought process, in your environment, in your home. Nobody has a right to set an environment to force you to live. in in a way that's a contradiction to God's plan for you? Wait a minute now, I'm teaching good. Uh, A minute ago we was ready to run, but right now it's a little tight. And neither should you desire to set an environment that makes someone live in contradiction to their desires that God's given them. Here's what Christians hate. When somebody says, I don't like that. Excuse me. Oh, you don't like it, so I'm supposed to change. Yes, you are. Elder, you saw that right now. Wait. Anybody hear that? You don't see that. You can't even hear that. It's so quiet. Let me say it again. If you're living in a way that's rubbing someone wrong and it's fleshly based, because you knew where I was going, you should change. Paul said, where you have liberties, you don't have a right to enforce those liberties on someone who doesn't have what it takes to live with them. I I I came ready tonight? Okay, we glad we this is being recorded. You're a good man. Thank you. Amen. Alright. So let, let's see what God is trying to to help us with. Now, all right. Catch this. He says, along with thinking soberly, according, think this way. Think on this wise. God has dealt to every one of us a portion of his faith. Wait a minute. That elevates you from fleshly thinking to kingdom thinking. And basically Paul is saying, you have enough here to keep you there. Now, over here in sense knowledge realm. Is your job. Is your house where you live. Is your grocery store. Where you shop. You can even put it ready. You can even put in here the church where you go. Oh no brother reverend. Not the church where I worship. You can put that in there too because. Just about everybody who comes to church brings their flesh with them. It's almost impossible not to. But this is the one place people should be able to handle it. Amen? Amen. Amen. So that's sense knowledge realm. Public interaction, sense knowledge realm. So. 're you're, you're using your senses in order to relate to people because they're using their senses in order to relate to you. Well no wait. well then how do I live in the kingdom if that's what we're doing? Well, the base of your thought process, see renewing your mind, this is so critical. that's why you can't do a little dabble, do you? okay? you't can't, you can't take a scripture in. Uh, for about five minutes on that day and 24 hours is set. Okay, because for five minutes of that scripture, you're going to have an hour of interaction with people that won't see a verse that day. If all your spirit ever does is cleanse itself daily, then how can it feed? How, how, How can it care for itself think about that if all you're ever doing is cleansing you can't eat and cleanse at the same time do you take your plate of food into the shower with you doesn't make sense does it no because whatever you choose to participate in that is what has your full attention span and that is what has your full effort When Paul talks about a living sacrifice, talks about your being, he's talking about everything that you choose to do at every set moment needs to get your full attention. And it's better if you do it for God. Now don't don't skip, I can't shower, why? Well, you got to get in the Word. This is where the Lord helps you. Get some revelation knowledge. You're not going to be able to witness to the harvest if you don't shower. Okay. At some point, offense is going to come out and praise him. Praise the Lord. Okay, so you understand what we're teaching here. This is good stuff. So if, if you know, showering's one thing. You have to put your full attention. Then you come out, let's just say you go for your breakfast. That takes your attention. If not, you could start something to hurt your life. You could attempt to put two squares of butter, just a couple pieces of butter, in the skillet or whatever you're going to choose to cook or whatever. Drop an egg in there and go away if you want and let your attention span go somewhere else for five minutes longer than it ought to and come back to a kitchen that's on fire. Everything you choose to do requires your attention span. You can't follow instructions without full attention. And what happens with Christians are or is, we often attempt to divide our attention that's why people request for your undivided attention. Because divided attention means you're reading and you're hearing the instructions, but it's without commitment. Did you catch that? And when it's without commitment, you don't follow it, you leave something out. It's amazing. When something is trained in your spirit properly, you can do it without thinking. Here's the most amazing thing. You can travel the same way to work every day without thinking. You can even forget you're supposed to be going to work and end up on the street your job's on. Because it's so trained and great in your spirit. When does it change? Here's when it change. When you start to think about something else. You understand? When it becomes heavy, listen, catch this, worrying, and you start meditating on on, on troubles. And then you start talking to yourself, I can't believe I missed that exit. Because you're four exits down the freeway of what your spirit is already trained to know to initiate you to make the turn at. But you can't hear your spirit anymore. Why? Because you're distracted by something else that you don't have a grace to meditate on. That's how you know faith isn't working anymore. Because everybody who's trained to work by your faith, they're they're speaking, but you can't hear. Them. When scripture said the spirit is subject to the prophet, oh, I'm going to I'm not going too deep in man. Okay, so that, that's that's really what they're saying. You know how to conduct yourself in the house of the Lord. You know how to carry yourself, and you know how to flow. But it's still subject to you. Because if your flesh gets involved, and he's cut off. He can't do it anymore. I've seen services where the spirit is high and the Holy Ghost is moving and it just takes one distraction. That's why leaders of service used to always tell people, hey, pay attention, stay stay connected, everybody. Because the enemy will release everybody on bathroom assignments, walking assignments, and all kinds of other assignments. To do what? To distract and throw that in the atmosphere and then the Holy Spirit says, ah, never mind. Imagine if that's happening in your home every day or on your job. All right. Everything I'm teaching you, you got control. Well, pastor, it's the same person. Put them out your life. I didn't say you had to be rude. Just put them out your life. You don't even have to go to them and say, listen, I just want you to know, and I brought my backing crew with me, that uh, seems like every time I have trouble, it involves you, and so I just feel like I need to put you out my life. Don't, don't do that. You don't want to crush people. But you, you don't have to feel a sense of entitlement to go to them in their flesh every day, or they might think of you wrong fleshly. Uh oh, let let's me let teach on that for a minute. I, you, you, you know that feeling you get when you, you can tell that someone's, for no reason at all, thinking funny or different of you. Don't, they done went somewhere and sat in a closet, somewhere prayer closet or whatever, fasting closet, meditation closet, and they done sat there and got the wrong thought of you, and you can feel it and you can sense it. Okay, it's also an invitation from the enemy to bring you to a place of the flesh. So you have to decide at that moment, nah, I can't deal with that. And that's what, you know, a lot of things I can't deal with, I go to my knees. Amen. Blessed Savior, in your holy and majestic name, I don't know what to do about this. And before I mess it up and join everybody who is messing it up, I ask for your divine intervention. Okay, what are we doing now? Jesus, get in in here on this, please. This is what the saints, they're your sheep. You came to seek and to save them. We, we, you, they're they yours. You said the father told the father nobody can take any of them out of your hand. So here we go. I don't want to throw none of them out of your hand. I don't want to knock any of them out of your hand. Do you see what's happening? So I go to you. Is this good stuff or what? And he gets involved. It is so miraculous to watch Jesus, in a half a second, touch the hearts of people. They'll even call you, I don't know why I was acting crazy. I was actually losing my mind, Pastor. I know it's all right. (laughs) Well, we prayed for you, baby. We held you in there. Come on, somebody. So this, this tonight is helping you get ready for the promotion. Because the blessing... Okay. Comes upon you and overtakes you, but you have to receive it while it's passing. You you got to be so focused that you catch it when it comes upon you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Man, I'm feeling the glory of God on if you're in drama, ten blessings could run by you. And you would swear to everybody, the Lord didn't, didn't even give me my promise. Yes, he did. You were so distracted. You didn't even see the blessings go by you. They were coming upon you. Overtaking you doesn't mean they're going to knock you out. Every day breaking the laws of light and sound and speed, angels present you promises from God. Your focus is the determining factor on whether you get them or not. And so the enemy wants you in the flesh, especially after you've sown your most, your strongest seed. Am I reaching you? That's when he wants you to act more fleshly. I got a secret. What you get in here, this is where the ground is. The ground ain't out there. For a natural farmer, the ground is out there and not in here. But for those of us who are living off of the kingdom of God, where the law of sowing and reaping reigns supreme, it's in here. Not out there. This is your best ground. There are other grounds out there, but your best ground is in here because this is this is where you feed. You sow, and then it comes up through, and then it is tended to by people who are specially trained to tend to it, and then it produces a harvest, and the best harvest you'll ever find will be inside his house through revelation knowledge, come on somebody, and people reap their harvest and then they prepare the meal for you because they're specialized in meal preparation and then they present to you. And each house has a grace that's specific, specific to you. City of David in Detroit, Michigan, their grace isn't for you here. Their meals are fixed differently there. Oh, this is good. So this is your richest ground. So here's what's the enemy's job. Keep you from access to your richest ground. I ain't talking about jobs. You just lost me if that's where your mind went. Because people can't do nothing about jobs and schedules. They, they, all they can do is work them. No, I'm talking about warfares here that get you so entangled that you don't think of the ground here. As a matter of fact, if the enemy has done his best, that he's made you scared. Of here. I sold one time and I didn't get, oh, you didn't get what you thought you should have got? You were kept out of five accidents. You didn't know. You were kept out of three robberies. Somebody working with you wanted to kill you. You didn't know. You still don't know. See, if you're going to go by the flesh and sense knowledge, you're going to always be thinking in terms of what you see, not knowing what you have been protected from that you cannot see. Think about that now. If your greatest strength is you spiritually concerning laws, then your greatest enemy is going to be what you can't see. We wrestle not against folk. Anybody finish that scripture for me? Come on, shout it out. Uh-huh. Okay, try to shout it. Just just try. Uh-huh. 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 Oh, oh, oh. Folk you can't see. You can't see these demons? Something's not right when it's easier for you to live in their world. If you had a handkerchief, I'd tell you to throw it at your neighbor. Did you get that revelation? Something's not right when it's easier for you to live fleshly, naturally, in the world of what the enemy rules. Since knowledge realm, dark realm, something's wrong when it's easier for you to live based upon what you see and feel and hear. You are spiritual. It's supposed to be easier for you to live kingdom based and word based. And then you're supposed to feel funny when you notice that you're trying to edge into the world of the flesh. Nudge your neighbor and say, I'm so blessed it's crazy. Tell her. So Tell the other one. So and Tell your neighbor say, I got God's faith in me. So that makes me different anyway. Think about what you're saying. Say it again. Tell somebody. Find three people and tell them. I got God's faith in me. Come on, come on. Get up out them seats. Find several people and tell them. I got God's faith in me. That makes me different. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. This is good stuff. Thank you for listening to another teaching on the Dr. Ty J. William podcast. We call you blessed.